Rocco. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Saints-Vikings talk after the Saints beat the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, and we get into some trade deadline talk as the trade deadline is tomorrow, I just want to say if you like this podcast and haven't followed us already, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat This, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Spotify channel, our iTunes channel, and our Google Play channel and on there please like um also please you know leave comments rate us you know leave reviews all that stuff is just really good for the podcast and you know just see what we're doing good you know what we need to work on that's all good stuff there but you know with all that said I think we should just go right into some Saints Vikings talk I mean usually we talk about some news not really much news I think later we'll talk a little about the trade deadline but right now I think we should get right into some Saints Vikings talk here so first coming right out the Saints won this game 32 20 I mean we'll get all into it so I think we'll just start with some notes I mean really a couple of big notes here another the Saints played another great defensive line in the Vikings and they only let up one sack in this one so I mean again look with a really good defensive front I mean they have just some great players Everson Griffin came back he didn't look very good he had an offsize he really couldn't get to the quarterback and also um Daniel Hunter who you know he's been really 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 good this year. I think in the last video I said that he was having a good year. No, he's having a great year. That was my fault. I must have misspoke there. But I feel like, you know, looking at it, they also have Limbaugh Joseph, who's really good against the run. And, you know, the Saints offensive line, again, they completely shut down this front here. And look, they've been doing it week after week. We've been controlling basically the whole line of scrimmage. I mean, the defense, it took us some time to really take control. You know, they were definitely giving us a challenge. I mean, that's one thing the Vikings did. They definitely gave us a challenge in this game. But I feel like, I mean, especially the offensive line, we were running the ball amazing. Um, again, this was a game that we would have won, I think, in 2017. I think this was not a shootout by any means. We got a, to, to me, it was more than a 2017 game. It was a 2009 game. I mean, the turnovers, stuff like that, which we'll all get right into. But, you know, just looking at the big picture, I mean, right now we're 6-1. and one, We're 4-0 and all on the road. And coming into this game, I had us winning this game in my season preview. But a lot of people didn't have this uh, the Saints winning this game, which is, I mean, look, we got the win. To me, this team, they showed that they are a Super Bowl contender in this game. I mean, obviously, knock on wood. But they have the, um, the ability to do that there. I think we'll see that even more against the Rams. That's obviously going to be a big game. But, you know, looking at it, I feel like we have a lot of potential in this team, which I think is going to put us right into, you know, our first storyline was that looking at this team, they were looking for turnovers all year long, and now this game, they finally, you know, knocked down that door and got a couple of turnovers, you know, two, and then almost the third one. So just, you know, looking at the turnovers, Alex Anzalone and PJ Williams, you know, they, they gave the um the credit to Alex Anzalone, but uh, PJ Williams helped with the forced fumble on Adam Thielen in the red zone. That was just a huge play. That completely changed the game, turning point of the game right there, you know, I think that that was really the reason that we helped come up on top, and I think we'll get to that when we talk about PJ Williams. But the the way that the Saints, you know, they were playing on defense, they were not playing good. Um, especially you know PJ Williams, who looked really really bad, and he comes up, helps, and has a very very clutch play. I think that's really really big there. But I mean, it showed that this team they came right you know back from a setback. 
back. You know, this team, it looked like, to me, it looked like that the Vikings were going to win this just like the first um, game of the 2017 season because it looks like we were going to trade scores with them back and forth, but, you know, we were going to fall behind just because we were on the road and it was going to be tough, and that was not the case. You know, this turnover completely changed the game in that, in the route there, and I think that, you know, Thielen doesn't really fumble much. It was a really, really good play by Anzalone. Got to give him all the credit. Got to give P.J. Williams all the credit, and then we returned it, you know, to about the 30, and then there was a, you know, penalty on Laquan Treadwell to get it down to the 18. That's huge. And then, obviously, Kamara scores only two plays later. So, that's obviously going to be the biggest turning point of the game. And then, the second turnover, which is the P.J. Williams pick six. And to me, this just solidified that, you know, this is our game to lose. And I think that that was really, really big there. I think P.J. Williams actually played pretty good in this game. Everyone's, you know, saying that he was not good. He was my standout player this game just for a couple reasons. I don't think we win, you know, if he doesn't make the two plays he makes, you know. So, I think that's, I mean, look, he wasn't, obviously, he was very, very up and down. And there were players that maybe played, outplayed him on a, you know, play-to-play basis. But standout player that helped us win the most, I think it's, you know, I think it's P.J. Williams because if he doesn't have that pick six, you know, they were going to drive down. Maybe they would have scored a touchdown tie the game and they don't have the fumble. I think that, you know, it's obviously I think those two plays way more than anything else for this defense. So I feel like that's why he is, you know, standout player there. Just, I mean, it was really a miscommunication, but yeah, hey, a lot of, you know, cornerbacks cannot catch balls and stuff like that. But I think that was really, really big there. Also, it seems like the Saints had no ill effects of, you know, coming back into a place where they lost the playoff game, where they had a miracle happen against them. And I feel like that was really, really big. I mean, they came in here looking for redemption, and they got it. You know, I think throughout the whole game, P.J. Williams got his redemption because of the beginning game he was getting toasted. And then later, he actually came on and had a pretty good game. I think he was, you know, played really, really good there. I feel like Marcus Williams played a good game as well. I think the secondary showed up in this game for the most part. Look, our secondary is not that talented where we're going to be able to stop, I think, the best wide receiver duo in the league. But, you know, we had, we did good enough. I think we contained them. Um, to me, Thielen, you know, he had basically 72, 72 yards, excuse me. And then at the end, when we started playing prevent, he got more catches. So to me, that's not that big of a deal there. But, you know, even Diggs, he didn't really play that good. I, I think it was all, you know, I think we did a really, really good job in this game. Also got to give it to Dennis Allen, who I think a lot of Saints fans were, you know, criticizing because he wasn't rushing a lot. You know, he had a lot of blitzes in this game. And, you know, you had a lot of people pin their ears back and get a couple of sacks. You know, Sheldon Rankins had an amazing game, had two sacks. And then... And also looking at Davenport, who had two sacks as well. And he just played a wonderful game. I mean, you got to say he almost had the third turnover, that, but it was called down on by contact when he sacked Kirk Cousins. But it was just a big play there. I thought that was really, really big. And then also another storyline was how is Eli Apple going to play? It's obviously the new Saints addition there. And I think he played pretty well. I mean, I think that's what you want to see, you know, from Eli Apple. He looked, he wasn't amazing. He actually had a pass interference penalty, but he was much better than Ken Crawley. And really, there weren't many passes that went against him. He only had a couple passes against him. It was a ended up being a good PI because you know um, that's put about two minutes extra. You know because if he didn't foul, it would have been a touchdown. So by fouling him, they had to go four downs against the end. So that was really big for time management sakes. That was you know not the worst play in the world, but I think he played pretty solid there, much better than Crawley. And I think that's what you got to do if he plays like this every game. That's a big plus for us. But I mean, look, he usually he's not going to make that stud play, but he made some really really nice plays, a couple of nice breakups, and then so you know especially you know opposite Lattimore, you know he's going to get the worst receiver and I think that he can really excel you know in this situation here I think he's did a good job in this game also you know you got to look at the road success we're 4-0 on the road as I said earlier I mean right now I mean after this game I said we don't really have as I think we've played our hardest road game this year and as hard as road um, stretch here by the two game stretch with you know the Ravens and Vikings really now you're looking at the road games obviously you have you know the Bucks, you have the Panthers and you have the Bengals and Cowboys to me, I think those are all pretty winnable games. I mean, look, 
Will we probably lose one in there? I think we probably will. I don't think we're going undefeated away. But, you know, you never know. I mean, look, I feel like we've played our best game away. And we're playing really, really good away because we're able to run the ball. You know, Kamara, Ingram, they did a really, really good job in this game being able to run the football. Also, you got to go to the offensive line who just wore down this defense. And, you know, a team that's really hard to run against. You know, we ran all over them. I feel like, you know, we just had a really, really good win here. And, you know, you're going to win these games on the road. That's going to be really, really big. The way, obviously, we're doing it, you know, turnovers, good defense, you know, clock management, great offense, really great play calling by Sean Payton. Really, I think there was good play calling by Dennis Allen as well. You know, we bring a lot of blitzes, which I wanted to see more of, and that forced, you know, issues for the um, Vikings and how they were started to turn the ball over and good things started to happen. You know, we'll get into, you know, the group-by-group group recap here, but I feel like, you know, the way the Saints played, very, very solid effort. And I think that, you know, if we keep on, you know, having these solid efforts, especially on the road, we're going to be an extremely tough team to beat. The way this team's able to, you know, to me, it's kind of like a code shift here. You know, we can, if we want to, we can throw the ball all over you. And then, you know, we can shift to basically being a completely different team and run you into submission. Or we could be the team that gets turnovers. And, you know, maybe we're not going to win, you know, the clock management battle. But we're going to get a couple of turnovers, you know, get points off the defense. You know, 14 points off turnovers. That's going to be really, really big there. So, you really, how this team plays, we basically are winning in completely different ways every week. And I think that's going to be a big thing in future games playoffs all that fun stuff i mean look i'm not gonna jinx some saints making the playoffs but we're looking really really good right now i think we're playing very very strong football just the one last storyline is will sean payton and mickey loomis go after another cornerback you know gary on conley maybe a player like that or maybe you know you move you get an outside corner you can get either or really because then you can move eli apple into the slot or he could play outside so he could play both there but would sean payton get another corner and i just don't think they will i think pj williams has kind of done enough to stick around now. I mean, he says he played awful this week and that he's going to get better. But I really don't think that, especially this week, you know, when we play the Rams and, you know, they're great wide receiving core with, you know, they have Cooks, they have um, Cooper Cup will play in the slot against Williams, and then they also have Robert Woods. I mean, those three guys, they're going to be better, you know, than P.J. Williams and probably, you know, they'll outclass P.J. Williams. If P.J. Williams plays like he did in that first half against the Vikings. Now, if he comes out plays like he did in the third quarter in the Vikings, really played a strong third quarter, had the pick six, obviously. But it's not like he was even playing that bad. He was just playing the man and not the ball. And against these great receivers, you can't do that. See, like, now, look, I think Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, they're not as good as, you know, Diggs and Thielen. Those are, you know, probably two top 15, top 10 wide receivers. They're very, very good. You know, I don't think the Rams have that there. And I think that he may be able to, you know, stop them just because he was was pretty good at you know going man to man he was following around really good but you know they were making plays on the ball while he was making plays on the man and that's why you know they you know were successful and then Peter Williams wasn't second half he kind of changed that a little and he played better there now it wouldn't surprise me if they went out and got another cornerback but I just don't see it with mindset of Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis there but now on to our group by group recap so first um we'll go right to quarterbacks as we always do and so now this is really going to be you know Taysom Hill and Drew Brees and I'm going to give him a B minus here. Breeze didn't play well really that this game. He played below, I would say average to below average. I mean to me he only scored only had 120 yards, excuse me. He had the one touchdown through his first pick of the year. I mean, he wasn't bad by any means, but I just don't think he was at a t even close to the top of his game. I think we know that. I think everyone's, you know, not going to fault that. His QBR was 47. His passer rating was like 85 around there. You know, to me, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, vintage Drew Brees, but we didn't need vintage Drew Brees tonight, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I just think that, 
you know, he didn't really throw the even mid to deep ball. It wasn't there. They were dropping everyone back. They played really conservative, so we just checked down. We ran the ball really well. And if that, you know, that's how the offense really played. It's not like we played amazing on the offensive team tonight, but um, I think we did good enough to win. And that's why you get that B, B plus. I think that's basically average. And then Taysom Hill, I mean, look, he's just been amazing. Obviously, we'll talk about more of him in the special teams, but I mean, he's, you know, been less and less special teams and more and more into this offense. I mean, looking at it, that pass to Michael Thomas, it could have been a touchdown. He underthrew him just a tad, so it was only a 44-yard pass, but I think that was just what they can do with Taysom Hill. I wanted to see him pass it because, you know, they were just coming way up. They were playing three safeties, and they are playing that three safeties in the box, and then, you know, with Taysom Hill, because they knew he was going to run it, but now with the pass, now they're going to move back, do other things with Taysom Hill, and I really think that that will make them more successful there. And just like, I mean, the whole Taysom Mills experiment has been very, very good. And I think that, you know, all his plays, it's just making this offense even better. Sean Payton's able to do even more. And that's just really, really big there. I mean, also, it's, it's not, I mean, Drew Brees, he was 18 of 23, but he only had, you know, a 5.2 average per pass, you know. Um, and just really besides that, he actually, you know, he actually didn't get sacked um, at all. I think we said that he had one sack. He actually didn't get sacked at all in this game. So, you know, that's a correction there. And I think that's just really big, you know, having no sacks. And this is, that's just huge, you know, for me. I think that's just a really, really big thing. Yeah, we'll get to the offensive line a little later. And now to the skill position players. I mean, to me, I'm going to give him a B. You know, to me, it was Kamara, it was Ingram, and then it was Mike Thomas. And then no one really else stepped up. They did good enough to win. You know, you get your B because of that. But I feel like Kamara played amazing. And we knew he was going to have a good game. And he just, you know, the way he's able to get open on certain guys. I mean, these are not bad linebackers. They're very good. You know, they're Pro Bowl linebackers in some cases. And he's getting open. He's making moves. He had that one drop, which I think could have, you know, made the score, you know, an even bigger margin. But, I mean, he's just what a player he is. And just the way he's able to, you know, be shifty, break tackle, especially in the red zone, getting touchdowns. He's really, really good at that. And just, you know, he's playing like he did last year. There's been no soft more slump of any kind there you know Mark Ingram to me he was really good in the fourth quarter third quarter when they needed to ice this game and he was able to go into the tackles and just you know make give blows to the defensive players get five yards of carry late and he played really really good he ended up with 13 carries for 63 yards he had 4.8 yards of carry so that's just good you know I think he had a good game solid I mean to me I want to see him to get more touches in the red zone that's just me I think he's a really good red zone back as well and maybe to me I think he should get you know 18 carries I think that's what he should get and Kamara should get probably 13 carries and obviously Kamara is going to get the seven you know catches or so out of the backfield there so I think that's how the split should be and we're getting closer and closer to that so I think that's even better there onto the offensive line I mean I can give them an A to an A plus I mean this was just an amazing game against a really really good defensive line it was shut down and I think that's how these guys have really played I mean looking at Ryan Ramchick who looks like an all pro out there right now you know Larry Walford's played basically just as good as he's did in the past Max Unger has been very very solid especially in the run run offense excuse me um and then Andrews Peake coming back from the injury no sacks nothing really much from him I think he had actually won um holding penalty besides that he was good and then you got to give it to Taron Armstead the way his athleticism it's just amazing people say he could play wide receiver I mean the way he comes out and I think that's why the Saints are very successful in like the wide receiver screens areas or you know the screens that stretch out a little more because um Armstead could really get out he's very athletic and I think that's the kind of screens you know we have to do now because you know you can get that left tackle out you know he's very very fast and he's nimble and he can do a lot of good things there so I think that's it from the offensive line going to the defensive line I think this is the best you know defensive game we had so far against a really really good offense we played a very very solid defensive game you know D-line you got to give him an A- minus here I think they go into the A I think it's the first time in a while they've done that and you know you got to give it to really Marcus Davenport who had you know the two sacks and you know there were huge sacks in that and then also Sheldon Rankins who's you know having a career 
career year, having a great season, and he was just busting through the middle, completely um, you know, embarrassing their center. So I think that's going to be. I think it's just the way he's played is just outstanding. He's getting better and better, having a really good third year season. That's big. Also, Cam Jordan, he had a couple of tip passes. You know, I know he didn't have a sack, but just everything he's able to do, tackle for loss. It's just everything he's able to do. He's such um, a versatile defensive end, and his technique's amazing. His speed's amazing. He looks just as good as ever. And you know, and this defensive line for other teams must be scary. You know, going up against these guys. Also, T- Tyler's Taylor Stallworth. Excuse me. He was playing really good too. Again, the wrong game that was big there. So I feel like you know, the more and more we play, I think the more and more we're getting pressure. We had four sacks this time. That's obviously really, really big there. We also had you know five um, tackle for losses. That was really big. And I just feel like these guys they played a very, very solid game in the run and in the past. So like even in the run where we've been amazing. I mean, in the beginning it didn't look good, but at the end of the game we were doing amazing against the runs. That was obviously really, really big there. They ended, you know, with below a four-yard per carry at 3.9. I mean, that's just, it's good, you know, especially how we began the game with giving up like five or four yards a carry. I think that was just a good job there. Now on to um, our linebacker position. And to me, you got to give them an A here. They played very, very good once again, you know, especially the quickness. Number one, you know, Anthony getting that fumble, you know, kudos to him. He played really good, especially in the past passing defense. He played good. He had a lot of nice plays, nice tackles. Same with Demario Davis, who's just a hawk around the field making big plays there. And then also, um, you know, Tao didn't play as much, but AJ Klein, he's played better and better each game. People are, you know, making fun of him, not to Saints fans especially. They don't think that he's, you know, that good. But I feel like now he's a very, very solid player now. And people are saying because he's not that fast. We did a lot of things really, really good. And, um, you know, he's a, you know, not obviously not a top-tier player, not a Pro Bowl player, but he does a lot of things good. He's a sound player, and I think he's really, really good for this defense there. So now on to the cornerbacks. And I think you got to give him a B to a B-plus here. And I think they played very, very solid. I said that they were. I thought they were going to have a big game. And um, I think they did have a pretty good game. Lattimore, outstanding. He looks back to his um, normal self now. The way he's able to, you know, make pass deflections now. He's had a couple of nice, you know, plays there with, um, you know, especially now that I think he's confident that he's had a good second guy, you know, with Eli Apple there. So I feel like that's big. Um, you know, he's, the way he's able to, you know, be physical again, you know, I think he's really back to where he was last year. And I think that's really big. And now it's, now it's get better, you know, I think. And that's what he's going to do there. Very, very solid game. You know, probably he'd be the, you know, top three standout player there. He played good. And then also Eli Apple. I mean, we talked a, a bit about him, but he was good. The way he was able to, to me, stabilize that second spot. And he was able to just make some nice plays out of it. He also had a couple of pass deflections as well. And also, you know, he had the most tackles on his team with nine. And that was, you know, nine solo, so, uh, solo tackles, excuse me. So that was obviously really good there. So I feel like, you know, strong outing for him. Looking at PJ Williams, we talked extensively about him, but I feel like um, he is. I think he had a better second half, and he had a really good second half. And it was good bounce back, and now it's just to get better there. I think he should, you know, play just as good as he did in the second half. And I think that, you know, we'd be fine. You know, I think. I mean, look, he's not the best slot corner, you know, by any means, but I think you know he's workable, and I think that you know he could have some really really good games. So I feel like. You know, I, I look, if it was up to me, it depends what you can get for some corners. If you can get a really good slot corner for, like, a fourth rounder, why not? You know, do it third rounder, whatever you're, you know, giving up here. But I feel like, you you know, if it's going to be that second rounder, you know, you're basically killing a draft now. I mean, is it worth it, you know? So I feel like it has to be a really good player for them to get, you know, that top slot corner. So I think that'd be really big there. But um, obviously, you now if they got Gary and Conley, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, you know, he's a really good player. But I wouldn't give, a, I wouldn't give up the second round pick. I wouldn't. I'm not... You know, exchanging basically the full draft for a player that's how much better is he from 
you know, P.J. Williams, I don't know how much better he is there. Um, Garyon Conley played for Ohio State, and he's been pretty good, you know, pretty solid there. But, again, he's had some locker room issues. I mean, do we want to have that? Now, look, it could be really big for this team. could help us win a lot of games, you know, win late games in January. But, um, you know, will it be worth, you know, giving up second-round pick? Maybe another stud play, player there. And I think, you know, if we're giving up now third, fourth-rounders, especially in the 2020 draft, I'd be fine with that. But um, for the second-rounder, I mean, I'd much rather give up, you know, player capital, capital, excuse me, if we could. But, you know, then it's choosing which player to give up. So, I mean, I think that's what we got to look at there. Marcus Williams, I think he had a much better game here. Um, looking at it, he had a couple pass defense there and then also five tackles. And he almost had that pick in the end zone. That would have been obviously a huge, you know, redemption moment for him. But I think he played good back to where, you know, it was a really tough moment for him. I think, you know, going back to the place where, he, you know, he really let down the team. I think he feels like he let down the team. And he had a good game there. I think he played good. And also Von Bell. I mean, he got hurt a little at the end, but it looks like he'll be fine. Um, another very, very solid game for him. He's having the best year of his career. Kirk Coleman, I think he had a little better of a game, but I just he's just not having that good of a year here. But he's not ruining this defense. I think, you know, I don't think he's been like Jarius Bird where, you know, he, we need him to be good. We don't need Kirk Coleman to be good, but I don't think he was, you know, amazing in this game. I think, you know, he's going to probably play that reserve spot, excuse me, and probably be pretty good there. But, um, you know, I think it was just a really good game, you know, just the final verdict. I think it was just a really good game, one of our better games of the season, and I think now we're hitting our full stride into a tough part of our schedule, and, you know, it's going to be scary for other teams to go in to play in the Dome. And now we're, you know, getting these wins, especially in the conference, very big. Um, now we go to the Rams. These are just big for seeding. You know, it's these are very pivotal games. And now, you know, especially when we go back to the division game, that's going to be even bigger. And, you know, the stretch is really hard. And we have a very hard stretch really up to Thanksgiving. It gets a little easier from there. But still a tough schedule. And I think, you know, we're going to have to capitalize on that. Um, and I think that you know, we're looking really good for, um, you know, next week against the Rams. Obviously, we'll talk about all about that on Friday. But that's going to be a huge game in the Dome, and I just can't wait for that. But with all that said, I think we should you know, get to talking about a little preview of the trade deadline. So trade deadline is um, on Tuesday, October 30th, and I think we're, we have a lot to see here. Now, the Saints already got a player ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of Saints fans know. If you listen to this podcast, you would know. Um, and the Saints picked up Eli Apple already. You know, We're not going to talk about that deal anymore. But now it's future moves. Where can this team go where would I like this team to get another player and then maybe you know some projected players who to get here so I think we're gonna get right into it and the first I think you know, you gotta look at you know two places cornerback and wide receiver and I think those are the really two big things for us here first looking at cornerback obviously Gary on Conley if we get him on a low level deal I think that would obviously be amazing I think it would actually be a steal because I think he's going to be a star in the making especially his talent just really good he had you know before the draft he had some issues off the field but I think you know those are all settled and I think he's a really good player especially coming from Ohio State and then you know you're going with three Ohio State corners that would obviously you know the camaraderie between them is going to be really really big there I think that's just a good that'd be a good move in my opinion so um but you know if not him other players like you know a couple players on the um Broncos I mean they're not going to trade Chris Harris maybe you know Bradley will be a player like that that could be big there but I just don't see it I mean maybe but I that's I mean that's just the place where you get better I mean but I I just don't think Sean Payton and Loomis will do it because they've already got a corner now getting two corners it could happen I wouldn't be surprised but I would say you know on on the lower end of the spectrum that's going to happen and then also on the offense I 
think the one spot I think we kind of need help is that skill position spot, and specifically at wide receiver. And I wouldn't be surprised if we went out and got a wide receiver, especially one that maybe has a deep threat. We don't have a deep threat really, so I think you know I think we're gonna go out and maybe get that deep threat. If Deshaun Jackson's available, maybe go after him. I know he's in our division, and they probably ask for more, but that would be a really interesting thing to have Breeze, Deshaun Jackson, Taysom. I mean, that's just, you know, um, you know, skill position player overloaded, but I think it'd be a really good move, and I don't think we would have to give away much because he's older, but I think he could be a really solid player there. If they're willing to give him up, I think that could be, you know, our choice of player there, but I think, you know, I think I'll wrap us up for the trade deadline. I think the Saints made their big move. I think Deshaun Jackson would be a really big move, but, I mean, Maybe, maybe not. It's going to be, I think, a crazy day tomorrow. Um, you know, last year the trade deadline was pretty crazy, and I think this year will follow suit. We've already had moves ahead of the trade deadline, and I think, you know, obviously when you know time, when there's a time crunch, more teams are going to trade. And I feel like, you know, if if we need, I think we should get a wide receiver. If you're asking me which rather move I rather have, I'd rather get to Sean Jackson because I think we kind of need that, you know, speedster, deep threat guy, and I think that you know Sean Jackson could really give us that there. But onto some who that nation fan question. And our first and only question is by Hudat132343, and he asks, what's the best qualities of this team? So I think the first one is a sense of really, you know, like a brotherhood almost. You know, these players, they care about one another. You know, the amount of camaraderie between these players is amazing. They stick together thick and thin. They want to get better, and they want that one goal. You know, they're always going to that common goal about going far in the playoffs and achieving the one thing that, you know, is extremely hard to get, and that's the Super Bowl championship. And I think, you know, they're so tight-knit, and I think that they really care about one another. And I think, you know, you don't see that many times. In you know NFL you know or other sports NBA MLB you just don't see that so I think that's really big. Also you know if you're looking at you know more of the football side of it, I mean you got the, one of the better coaches in the league. I would say a top three coach. You have a top two you know quarterback here, if not the best quarterback in the league. Um, really playing like the best quarterback in the league, but you know he's probably top three, top two there. Also, you know, your defense is now starting to take the ball over. We're having more sacks. You know, Cam Jordan's playing really good. That overall, um, the way they're able to win in different ways, the way they have just amazing coach, amazing quarterback, and then they, you know, they're going to start taking the ball over. That's what they need to, you know, that's the formula, excuse me, to win a championship. And I really think that they have all the pieces right now. Now you just got to put it to work and keep grinding and, you know, getting your craft better. Because I think, you know, this defense every week, better, better, better. I think this was their best defensive performance. And I think, you know, the week before that, every week we're getting better, better, better. And I think, you know, next week against the Rams, another huge test. And I think that, you know, this team can come through. Also, I mean, I said earlier about them being versatile. You know, they win in all so many different ways. And I think that's, you know, that's going to be big, you know, in January. I think that's going to be big, you know, December. Even big in you know, uh, division uh, games. That would be very, very big there. But, you know, I think with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So, you know, if you like this podcast, like this episode, and you haven't followed us already, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at the this on Instagram at Discussion. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, our Google Play channel, our iTunes channel, our Spotify channel, and all on there we are at the Hudat discussion and then on there please like you know please review rate leave comments you know hit that notification bell you know all that 
you know, fun stuff that I know all everyone loves do it. And it's just, you know, if you can all do that, it should be really, really big for me. You know, I think we're growing. We're going at a pretty good rate. But, you know, more than merrier. I just want to talk to as many Saints fans as possible. I think, you know, that, that's what this podcast is all about. So I just want to say thank you to the Houdat Nation for making this podcast possible. So, you know, with all that said, I just think, you know, on to next week, on to the next one. You know, you got that 24-hour rule, win or lose. And I think we got to go right back to work, prepare for Sean McVay, you know, Todd Gurley and the Rams. I think we have a pretty good shot in this game, especially at home. We're playing really good. They've been playing a little shaky of late, even though they're undefeated. You know, they've had a couple close calls. So I think we will be able to connect on that, you know, um, knockout punch that, you know, we want, we want to get of. You know, we don't want to make them, you know, being undefeated 8-0. We want to knock them out, you know, bring them back to that one loss. And I think this is just, you know, it's a big game. I think it's, this is going to be our hardest game of the year, you know, in the regular season. So I think, you know, we got to keep grinding and then, you know, have a nice week of practice and then go into Sunday, have a really good game there. But... Um, with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat? <laughs>